For BYU-Idaho Radio, I'm Chandler Guadagnin. I'm joined on the phone today by Paul Sheffield, who is coming to LOL Rexburg on October 19th. Thanks for joining me, Paul. Hey, thanks so much for having me. Happy to be here. Absolutely. So let's get started with this question. How did you get involved in comedy to start out? Fair enough. That's a good question. I don't think anyone really gets into comedy because things are going amazing for them. (laughs) Um, I was in college and uh, was just trying to figure out what I wanted to do with life. I really wasn't enjoying studying and working and jobs, and I'd always thought I was funny, and I just decided to go to an open mic, and it just kind of took over for me from there. I really just found a passion, found a joy, and everything just kind of fell into place from there. I actually started my first time doing comedy. It was actually at an Applebee's open mic night. That's where that's where things started, and it just took off from there. That is so funny. Oh, my goodness. So if you want to get a start in comedy, you go to Applebee's, yeah? Yeah. Find a, find a, a restaurant open mic night. That's where it starts. That is awesome. So... How do you come up with your routines? Does it do you draw from your personal life experience? Do you say, "Hey, this is this is funny. This is something I could add to my routine," or how does how does that come out come about? Absolutely, great question. I think the number one most important thing for any comedian is originality. Uh, the number one thing you're looking for is something that is all your own, and that is something that no one else can take. And that has to be personal experience. The only way you know a joke is truly yours is if it's something that it does happen to you in your life. So that's always been a focus for me is I want people to relate to me, but I also want people to know that it is from me. So it's 90% life experience. And then of course you got to add that 10% comedic touch, that embellishment, that something that really makes it something memorable, but it all starts from real life experience because that's the only way you know it's truly yours. What would you say would be the most interesting thing that's happened to you that you turned into a comedy bit? Oh, (laughs) that's a good question. That one's really fun. Uh, On my third album, it's actually called A Small HR Issue, and it was actually the real story of when I got sent to the HR department for a misunderstanding, so I thought. But one of probably the most depressing and sad days of my life. And I remember just leaving that HR meeting thinking this could be a bit, this is something I need to get to the stage because it's so crazy, but it was absolutely true and devastating in the moment, but it turned out to be one of the funniest things I've ever written. And it turned out for the best. That's awesome. Will that be part of the show on the 19th? Absolutely. Perfect. Absolutely. I'm going to, I'm definitely, it's one of the, one of the ones that has withstood the test of time. And that's also one of my favorite reasons to do bits that are relatable and personal is they're timeless. It's not like cultural doesn't change with the, with the years. It's something that's timeless. You mentioned that you went to the HR department. That leads me into my next question, I guess, is because it can be such a tricky business. Do you have another job on the side that you work? I do. I actually do have a day job. I work uh, in a, for a medical staffing company and it's perfect for my work-life balance because it allows me to just freely write and do comedy on the weekends, but I still have that stability and can make sure that I live a normal life as well. And also helps me create material. If you're just a comedian, it ends up being just airplane jokes and hotel jokes. But now being in the real world, I can make real world comedy for everyone else. For everybody. Yeah, exactly. That's, that is the key. That's awesome. Yeah. 
how did you get get invited to do LOL Rexburg? How did you come about that opportunity? It was just something through Wise Guys. I've been a Wise Guys comedian for about 15 years. So the network with comedians there, uh, that's how they've started booking Rexburg LOL. And, and the owner of Wise Guys reached out and said, hey, they'd love to have you. Would you like to do it? And I said, absolutely. I love doing Idaho. I think I've done more cities in Idaho than I've actually done cities in Utah, which is my home state. I love going up to Idaho. I've been there a lot. I agree. Idaho's awesome. What What is Wise Guys? Because you you said that I'm not familiar with it. Maybe their audience won't be either. But what is what is Wise Guys? Sure. Wise Guys is a stand-up comedy, I guess, entity, company that just is comedy clubs in Salt Lake City, but they've expanded. They actually uh, have two clubs in Las Vegas now. Then there's three in Utah, and I do believe that they are coming to Boise, Idaho. So it's just a, it's the brand of a comedy club centered in Utah, but it's expanding. It's one of the most nationally recognized chains now. That is awesome. So how does somebody get involved? Can somebody get involved in comedy like you? Uh, you started off at Applebee's, right? But you're, yeah. you've since moved on and, and done more. Uh, how can somebody else get involved in that? Absolutely. So the first step, if anyone wants to get into company, is finding open mic nights anywhere you can find them. But the reason I would go to the Applebee's open mic was to prepare material for the Wise Guys open mic. So Wise Guys Comedy Club has every Wednesday an open mic, and that's where it starts. That's where everyone has to start. you got your three minutes. Let's see if you can make a crowd laugh. And if you can start doing that on a consistent basis, then you know, the club owner notices and then they start giving you five minutes on the weekend here and five minutes weekend there. And then suddenly it's 10 minutes, 15 minutes, then you're featuring, then you're hosting. And once you have enough material, they'll give you a chance to headline maybe a Thursday night. You can bring out the crew and, and show what you got from there. That's really the process, but it all starts at an open mic. Just find it, write your material and, and give it a shot. There's nothing to lose. How has your faith in the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints impacted or, or or influenced your career as you've gone through it? I, I wouldn't say that it's necessarily impacted it, but it has definitely influenced it. I have definitely made an effort to make relatable material for someone of faith, if that makes sense. I definitely don't like to go across the line like R-rated comedy. I like to, I like to play with the PG-13 line, but I definitely want to make sure anyone who listens to the material wouldn't be someone turned off by it. Right. And just find it more relatable and making sure I want to be a clean comedian without being addressed as a clean comedian, if that makes sense. That's what it's influenced me the most is I want to just do comedy that everyone could relate to. Right. Have you had a situation in your career where somebody may have asked you to cross that line that you don't want to cross? um, But you and you've been faced with that chance. And how have you handled that? I wouldn't say I've necessarily been approached to try and do material that wasn't in line with my faith, but I've definitely done venues where they wanted material that I didn't have. And I've, I've just said, this probably isn't going to be a good fit. You know, some of the, some of the bars, you know, along highways and really small venues where it's just kind of a rougher crowd, they're looking for more colorful material than I have. And it just, it doesn't go well. I think I did one of them one time and I just could tell that my material wasn't what they were looking for. So I just kind of turned down those opportunities now. I haven't necessarily been approached to like do material I'm not comfortable with, but I've definitely been approached to do venues where I know my material's not going to work. 
Exactly. So that's that's kind of di- di- directed me to do to be more selective with the gigs that I take. Like the one in Rexburg. There you go. Absolutely, one hundred percent. That's awesome. So, one a couple more questions for you. First, sure. being any advice to anybody who would want to come and and be in your shoes. Uh, what what can they what steps can they take to start kickstart their career? I think the number one thing is just write. Just write, write, write. You're going to write 10 jokes before you find a funny joke. And don't give up. If if you write it and you go to an open mic and it doesn't work, that's just finding one way to not do comedy. you got to just keep going until you find a laugh. That is one thing that I did. And if I could to express to everyone is I went to an open mic probably five times and write, I wrote five different three-minute sets that all were terrible before I wrote a good joke. So don't give up on it if the first joke that you write isn't great. No one's is. It's like doing the recipe for the first time when you're cooking. Like it's probably not going to go well, but that doesn't mean the recipe's bad. That means you just got to do it different. So if anyone's looking to get into it, if you're really going to give it a shot, don't stop until you write one funny joke and then you'll know if you'll like it or not. So that would be my advice. And if you had a, a chance, like a 60-second elevator pitch of why someone should go see your show at LOL Rexburg, what would it be? Absolutely. So I'm actually really excited to go to LOL Rexburg. Two weeks ago, I just recorded my fifth full-length comedy special that's going to be released in January. But this will be your chance to see and hear the material before it gets released on Apple Music. Just recorded it. This is going to be a fun special show that has material that's going to be on Apple Music, but before it's there. So come check it out. And you had mentioned that your new album, your your stuff is on Apple Music. Where else might people be able to find it um, and consume it? Absolutely. So I've got a Spotify as well. Uh, I've got a YouTube channel, The Paul Sheffield, a TikTok, Instagram, Paul Sheffield Comedian. So if you type in my name, you will find my material. I promise you that. Is there anything else as we wind down the interview? Is there anything else that we shouldn't or should have covered that we did not that you would like to touch on? No, I think that's it. I think we're uh, we're going to have a great show. It's going to be a social show. It's my first time in Rexburg, and I think about ten years. So I I promise everything you hear is going to be something you haven't heard before. So it's going to be worth seeing. 